In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled, Episode 6, Tony Grubmeyer with Pia Silva. Today's guest is an entrepreneur, a speaker, a writer. She's a partner in brand strategist at Worst of All Design, where they build badass brands without the BS. We're going to learn how does someone build a brand that stands out from their competition and also how to attract the right kind of clients. I think you're really going to love this interview. It's a lot of fun as we go on the journey up Success Mountain, then we come back down, enjoy some time in the fulfillment round. Please welcome to the show, Pia Silva. Thank you, Tony. What an awesome intro. Well, well, the thing that I know about you to be true so far is that you've got this just fire, this passion to want to help people. And I love that because when I think about the real stories behind success, the people that I'm talking to are the ones that like literally at one time had to make a decision because they lost some passion, but then they found a spark and it ignited something really dynamic inside of them. And so my question to you really is, what is your definition of success? Well, in simplest terms, in one word, it's freedom. But I think even freedom is defined differently for everyone. It's waking up every day with something exciting to do, cool people to talk to, cool projects to work on, interesting new things to explore, and having most of my days be like that and not doing things I dislike or I feel like I have to do or any of that. So the more of those days I can have, the more successful I feel. Right. Was there a time in your life where you weren't living in that purpose, where you weren't living free? Oh, yeah. I was trying to, but you know, I've always been in a freelance mentality, always been in an entrepreneurial mentality. And so especially in the beginning, you end up doing a lot of stuff that it's for a, a farther purpose. So, you know, I was bartending all night and I was a real estate agent all day and I was drinking a lot <laughs> while I was working. And, you know, it's just this really go, go, go New York City mentality. And I enjoyed a lot pieces of it, but it wasn't like these were exciting projects. They were all there to get me to a place where I could do something else. Um, no, I, I think that's so kind of the entrepreneur in so many ways too, is trying to figure out how to make it that you're determined enough, you know, inside, you know, like, I know if I just stay passionate and aggressive, and I know if I work really, really hard, something's going to drop. I'm going to get that next opportunity. That door is going to open. That window is going to peak just a cracked open a little bit. I'm going to slip in. What was your aha moment where you really said I was built to do this? Oh gosh, there's a couple of them. So actually my aha moment came and this is why we started our business. Right before we started this business, I work with my husband. We had actually picked up our stuff. We rented our apartment out for four months and we bought a one-way ticket to the British Virgin Islands. And we lived on a farm with no money, bartering for the place that we slept, like this kind of, you know, we basically camped, making fires for every meal, like eating off the farm. And we were in this beautiful paradise. And we lived there for a few months. And it was really interesting because the first couple of weeks, we would go to these idyllic beaches every day. We're just reading like great novels and talking. And, you know, we had no computer. We had no 
phone or we didn't even know what time it was most of the time. And so one of these, a couple weeks into our trip, we're sitting on this beach. There's nobody there. It's gorgeous. I love beaches. <laughs> so I'm in my heaven and I just started to cry because I was like, oh God, like this is what I think I've been thinking I needed to work my whole life for. And here we are and we have no money and we're here. And then it was like, well, fuck, like <laughs> now I, I have everything I want. Like I'm not going to work and retire to come back to this. I'm literally on my own private beach right now with no money. So that was kind of a, well, okay, then there's nothing to work for. I guess I need to just find something that's going to fulfill me every day because there is no destination. So I don't know if that's the kind of specific um, I love that. you were looking for, but that's what made us decide, you know what, let's go back to Brooklyn and bring this island life mentality and do something we really love. So that's how we decided. to. Do I it. think that was perfect. I mean, from how it started on a farm to basically boarding to get what you needed, you had no money to sitting and reading the novels and enjoying life and doing the things you find yourself on a beach with your husband. And you have that epiphany moment that like, shit, I'm doing all of this to get here and I'm here today. Like what an awareness. One, that your life is just beginning. It's not at the end, right? So many people work all these years to get the gold watch, to retire and sit on the house with the white picket fence. And they're like, is this what life's all about? I don't know how old you are. You look like you're about 22. So I'm imagining (laughs) that now you have this new awareness. So what was the steps kind of when you came back to Brooklyn What was your action to get into play? Because I think that's what you have today in your life is you're having fun and you're helping people too to play and to have fun. So you have that awareness. You have that aha moment. Now you're back in Brooklyn. Now, you know, worst of all design, right? You've got everything that you've got going on. Then what happened? What happened so you can begin to be this dynamic person today to help companies? I mean, I look over your resume and everything that I know about you and Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small businesses and the million dollar women's summit. I mean, you've spoken at this, you, you've got all the accolades. You're so happy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's stuff that you get once you realize that you're ready to do what you were created to do. And you're so passionate. So tell me, tell me like, what was that next step for you in your road to where you're at today? What was that next action? Well, you know, we had been living with basically no money for four months. So it was kind of a great setup. I couldn't have planned it better myself because we came back to Brooklyn, you know, a little bit of chocolate or like a chicken wing. And we were like, man, have we died and gone to heaven? Like we've been eating rice and uh, spinach every meal, you know, and beans. So we were kind of set up to live on very little money. So our goal was just, I just want to sustain myself. I don't care how much we work. I just don't want to have to do anything. I don't want to have to go back to bartending. I don't want to have to go back to catering or any of that. So I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't know anything about branding or design, by the way. We did this because my husband's an amazing artist and graphic designer. And I just said, well, I'm going to go find us some clients. So I started looking on Craigslist. That's what I thought of. Um, It's the only thing I knew. And, you know, we got these like $100 gigs here and there. And we just sustained ourselves for a while. And I ended up stumbling into the networking world. I didn't know that existed either, by the way. I just didn't even know what that was. Somebody invited me and I did that hardcore for a while, but it was hard. You know, we had a lot of successes along the way, but you know, you see what other people are doing. And I, I kept thinking, oh, is our business supposed to look like that? Is my business supposed to look like that? And I fell into a trap of trying to do what I saw other people doing that looked like success, much like you're saying. It looked like they were successful with this agency. So we need an office and we need employees. 
And all of that is what ultimately drove us into debt at one point, about three years into our business, was trying to be that. And we got out of that hole by reconnecting with the thing that was really what we wanted and what our you know, best offering was and what we were passionate about. And that's how we ended up building the business we have today. Got rid of the employees. That wasn't in our success plan. I don't want employees. I want freedom. You know, I have to keep repositioning myself to realize what do I care about, you know, and what's important to me. And this freedom is really important to me. So those are kind of the people I'm, I'm looking to help too. people who get, who get that and want that. I'm not trying to build an empire business with all these managers and stuff. I just want to like live a happy life and have time to like read and hang out with my family and stuff. You know, no, I think that's, it's perfect because I was at a, at a meeting today with my two business partners and our consultant, and we were talking about the imaging of our company's website. And so my business partner has worked, he created the very first website for Disney and Pixar, like the back in the day, Toy Story, right? So he created the whole experience when you first went back in the 90s, that's what he created. And he worked with Mattel designing Hot Wheels. He's the artistic director here at the company. And we were talking about, maybe we're at a place where we need to allow people who do it every single day versus people who do it occasionally, to take over. So I'm like thinking as I was going into today's interview, I'm like, oh, maybe this could be the person she could help us, right? So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to gear them towards my company okay? because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a two for one. I'm going to get an amazing guest, but I'm going to get some insight that hopefully somebody's listening today and they go, wow. So my first question is, is like, how do you know when it's right? I want you to answer and then I'll give you mine. How do you know when it's right for somebody to say, you know what? I can't do this. How do I you know, I, I don't want to be the web designer. I don't want to be the person to create the brand. I don't want to build a logo. Like it's not above or below me. And that's, I wasn't built to do that. And so my question really is, is this for you? When do you think most people realize that they need you when they need help? They're stuck doing it. You were talking a little bit, we were going in this little circle and I go, Oh, there it is. You had to have your epiphany moment. So when do people come to you? When do people reach out to you? And what are some of the stories you've heard that people have failed miserably until they say, you know, I need your help. I can't do this anymore. So what are the stories that you've heard? Yeah. So people reach out to me when they are really confident about how good they are at what they do. And they don't understand why they're having a hard time selling it. So I actually get I mean, badass brands. I get really badass clients. You know, they're amazing. You know, I'm thinking of Diane Duressa. She's a C-suite level, you know, speaking coach and coaches C-suite executives to be greater and better and present better and all of that. She's amazing at that. She's been doing it for decades. How is she still struggling to find clients or was, you know, last year when we met her? It's because the picture didn't match the story. You know, the brand on top, what she was saying wasn't matching it. It wasn't presenting her expertise well. So no matter how great you are, if you fall into a lot of traps that most people fall into, you know, quoting yourself at an hourly rate, for example, is like a pet peeve of mine. I talk about that a lot. You're really cutting yourself off at the foot and you're making it harder for people to actually get what they need. So I see it as, you know, if you're amazing at what you do, I want your people to get that because they're missing out if you aren't communicating it well. And as somebody who's always looking for great people to hire for different, you know, outsourced tasks, I am frustrated by people who are bad at their communication because if they're great at what they do, I'm not hiring them and I need them. So that, I don't know if that answers your question. No, I think it, it, 
It's right there, right? Because that's the thing that I was able to take away from my conversation today with my business partners. I'm like, I need a PIA. I need somebody who understands that what I'm trying to convey doesn't work like it did in the early 90s or in the early 2000s. You know what? Things have changed. Attention spans are different today. Like people now, they see things so much quicker and they're like, oh, I got it. So like, here's our jeopardy. This is the game we've been playing, which is we still want to keep it simple, stupid, because we believe no one reads anymore, right? Like no one reads, but they get connected to energy, colors, they see pictures, they, that's their connection piece. So we're like, okay, we need to rebrand. Like my site isn't amazing but it's also helped me make millions of dollars. My question as I walked out of my meeting today is how much money have I left on the table today by not going after my customer's heartbeat and instead thinking about me instead of getting to really know and define my customer. And so the stuff that we were just talking about was so, 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 so crystal clear. So when we get done, hopefully you're going to get a new client if you get a chance to take us on because we're looking to really change the brand to really help you to understand who our ideal avatar is and then say, you know what, Tony, I did an assessment of your site. That may be what you're looking for, but that's not what you're talking about. So like when you're talking about your client from a year ago, C-suite and teaching and coaching, it didn't line up. She wasn't getting the leads. So now she's getting the right customers. What are some of the strategies that you help people to just that somebody's listening saying, hey, you know what, I could just implement right now into my business and I would see an increase in throughput because I'm in harmony with what my needs are. Yeah, sure. Well, so we're very specific in the kinds of people that we work with. We, we, you know, badass brands, I actually have a definition for badass brands. It's got two characteristics. It's got to magnetically attract ideal clients and it's okay with repelling everybody else. That's really important. You need to be speaking specifically to someone and you need to be okay with being misunderstood or even disliked by everybody else. That's badass. Second badass thing is you need to be able to command a premium price and still win the business. I'm not interested in playing the pricing game. I only want to work with clients who want to charge more and still win the business. That's badass. So if you can do those two things, you have a badass brand. So everything that we do is about helping clients position into that. So when we're doing these kinds of projects, a lot of it starts with what does success mean to you? Because success, you know, everybody's got a different definition of success, but all of the positioning that we do has to be wrapped around getting you the success that you need and want. We tend to attract people who have similar ideas of success that we do, which is free time, like very high-end clients who we can do our best work for. So I use a lot of clients' previous projects and their experiences with their favorite clients, their favorite projects. And I use that to hone in on where they should really narrow in and focus their message and their positioning and their pricing. And then I help them. I'm often helping people package their services actually, but I package them at a very premium price because if you are an expert for this specific niche, you can charge twice as much and they'll love to get it from you and you'll be worth every penny. And that's kind of the mindset I try to get people into because once you're charging twice the amount, you can work half the time. I keep increasing my prices and I just work with fewer and fewer clients. I don't keep working with the same number of clients. I got all kinds of stuff I want to do. You know, that's how I wrote my book. That's how I built my course. Like I need time to do these things. So that's how we hone in on it by looking backwards. I love the whole price thing because so many times people say, send me over your price sheet. I'm like, so why? So you can price shop? Like that's such like a piece that most people don't get. Like how much does a Ferrari cost? It costs what it costs. And it's built a brand into that. Like what is a 
Volkswagen cost. It costs what it costs. And so I don't walk into a dealership and try to take away the price and belittle it all the way down. Do you find people, maybe you were able to reposition your brand. Did you have people in the beginning where they were trying to do that to you? And then you got, you put your foot down. You're like, okay, cool. I'm saying something wrong to my audience where my message is wrong. That then finally you spoke truth into your life and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get paid what I'm worth because you know what? We're badass and what we create are just amazing brands. Did you ever have a time where you just found yourself at that moment where you're like, I'm so done being nickeled and dimed. Like I'm going to do something different and here's how I'm going to pivot away from it. Um, you know, my experience was more of a shift into, well, first of all, I completely agree with you, but my solution to that is that our prices are on our site and I don't, you know, those are our prices and we are to some people, we're a good deal because, you know, we've been hired in comparison to an agency who's going to charge three times as much for some people. It's putting it on a credit card and this is money they don't have. Either way, this is what my time is worth. So I don't really care if it's very expensive for you or very cheap. I would never charge based on that. I think that has a lot of integrity. That's how I approach it. It it doesn't matter to me if this is expensive or cheap to you. It matters that this is how I value my time. So that's the, the first thing. The second thing is... I stopped looking at people who were nickeling and diming me as a, a representation of, you know, how I was positioning. It's more like that's not my client, you know, but plenty of people think we're too expensive. We want to be, exp- I want to be the most expensive hat in the ring and I want you to choose me. And when people tell me that, and I've gotten that quite a few times, I'm like, mission accomplished. <laughs> you know, you stretched for us. That means that I really resonated with you. And I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it all to you and more. So I know it, you know, I have integrity in my delivery too. No, I think there's an honest piece there, right? My prices are on my website. This is what they are. We're the best. If you want to work with us, great. And I think you painted that picture eloquently today where people can remove, I think so many times the first thing people do is they look at the price tag instead of the garment. They're at a level where they say to themselves, and I know we've done it in our years of business, Like we want something, but we're like, what's it cost? Instead of like, what's the need that it's going to fill? What's the thing it's going to help us to do? What's the thing by getting us re-imaged and branding? You keep talking about clients. And I think that's so, so important that people miss out. Like your business is to attract buyers regardless. Even if you're a nonprofit, yours is to get donations. Like, so I'm like, I love this because it's so, it speaks so perfect. I can't wait. I'm going to rip it. I'm going to go give it to my business partner. I'm like, listen to this. This is the stuff that you remind yourself that you're creative genius. And this is the stuff that you need to do. And the stuff that you're not wanting to do outsource, don't spend any time doing it. So you come to a brand like yourself, right? Saying, this is what my husband and I do. And I love the fact that you don't have thousands of employees and people that you have to maintain. It's really, you're accountable to yourself and your husband and you produce amazing results for your clients. I mean, everything that I've seen about you, your brand, your company is on point. And that's when, when my friend, Ian Garlic said, I've got a dynamic person. She's got an incredible story. You're going to learn you know, all the debt stories, all the things about how they overcame everything and built a half a million dollar business in 12 months, how they did that and all that. I'm like, that's awesome. But what I'm really passionate about is the thing we talked about at the beginning, which is freedom. Mm-hmm. You're free today. You're free. You're back on the beach. It may just be Brooklyn, but you're back on the beach. (laughs) What is the freedom given you? What has this new brand been able to do for you and your husband? For you at night, like when you're not working, maybe when you're out now, you look at things different. You're like, oh, that'd be perfect for her. Like, how could we spin that? Like, tell me some of the kinds of conversations you've been able to create for yourself 
now versus being in debt and wondering like how you're going to pay your bills. Now that you have some money and you're living this life that you've created for yourself, what's life like for you today under that freedom umbrella? It's a great question. Well, you know, so money is not the be all end all money just creates space, right? It's just a means to an end and creates time. It, by having time, there's a lot of space to look at and continuously reevaluate. Okay, what's next? What are more ideas? You know, where do what other things can we create? I mean, I'm the impatient entrepreneur. As soon as something works, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we'll keep that going. And now I want to do something, you know, something new and shiny. Um, and I want to build something new. So this summer, actually, we took two months off. We went to Amalfi. We went all over Spain. We didn't really tell anybody. We just kind of kept, you know, we kept it going like we were here because nobody needs to know that we're not here. And while we were there, we had a real epiphany about our schedule. So because we were six hours ahead, we would, you know, we'd wake up late. We'd go have tostado and cortados in the morning. Then we'd go to the beach. We'd read for like six hours under the cabana. And then we'd go back to our hotel and maybe we'd do a brand drink with a client. Maybe I'd write one of my Forbes articles, like just little things, you know, for a couple hours. And then we'd go to dinner because people in Spain eat at nine o'clock. And the day was so long and we were doing so much cool stuff and we were being really productive at the same time. So we decided, we realized, wow, this is a really cool schedule. Maybe we could bring this back with us. So we were branders. So we hashtag Spain brain. We're bringing Spain brain back. And we said, when we get home, we're only going to work from one to 6 p.m. And that's it. We're going to do Spain in the morning. So since then, that's what we've been doing. And every morning we wake up, well, you know, I make uh, some breakfast, we read books, we go on long walks over the bridge, like we do creative stuff. My husband's a, an artist, he draws and paints and, and then we like leisurely get to the office about one o'clock. We work for five hours and I have been so productive and you would never know that I didn't work the extra three to five hours that I used to work. So I don't know if I would have come up with that, even that vision, if I hadn't had the space and the freedom to try different things out. So I think that's what it's given me most is the freedom to keep trying things and exploring things and, you know, seeing what other lifestyles we could live. <laughs> Spain brain. I love it. I think that's just another awareness for me today. Talking to you play, be, yeah. be courageous enough to play and have fun. No mistakes, only lessons. We're learning constantly as we do things and we get to reevaluate all the time. And even in branding, I'm sure you've come up where you launch something and you're like, it worked, but we could have done this differently. And then you apply the change and you're like, cool, I got to where I wanted. And that's, I always tell people, don't pivot too far from where you start. Just make adjustments. Well, they go, isn't that a pivot? I'm like, yeah, but if you pivot wrong, you can be way far away from where you need to be. Stay true to your word and who you are. And it sounds like that's what you and your husband, um, what's his name, by the way? Steve. So Steve, you Steve guys have been able Wasterball. to create. What is it? Wasterball. Very Wasterball. cool. Wasterball. Wasterball. Get it? I do. And the thing, <laughs> the thing, I'm just like trying to wrap all this around. What I want to do is we're going to yeah. take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to get into the fulfillment round. But before we do that, I want to ask you one last question. What's your biggest personal pet peeve about yourself? Um, that I can obsess over not doing something so unnecessarily. So I'm like, I have something on my to-do list and I'm not doing it. It's like, I can't, like, I'm really working on being able to let that go because the fear or anxiety of that thing has no place, but I, but it's still with me. I, I've been working on it for years. 
I love it. All right. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right. We are back on the Be Fulfilled Show today. An amazing, inspiring guest. One, you've heard her story, right? Broke, kind of trying to figure out where to go, what to do, how to live life. And then through all of it, really discovered her purpose, her soul, like what ignites and lights her on fire, how to build this passionate brand with her husband, but to do more than just build a brand. They didn't want to be like everybody else. They really wanted to get away from what everybody else was doing and really find what was true to them. And their calling is really to help inspiring guests to get their message across, to get more sales, but really to be true to themselves. And I think you do that eloquently through badass, your brands, but also just talking to you today, I lit up like a couple like boxes that I need to unpack some more and say, okay, cool. You lit me up to get me inspired to do the extra work, the extra stuff. So as we jump into the fulfillment round, these questions have no right or wrong. These are just questions that you may go, that's not me or they're totally me. And I'd love to spend some more time. And we'll talk about them. Okay. Um, you ready for this? Yes. All right. If I gave you $10,000 today and you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go that you've never gone before? <laughs> um, what's another place on my list? Um, Bali. All right, Bali. So it's cool that you talked about like your list, right? Do you have a bucket list of things? There's like a whole bunch of stuff that you want to get to, like to do eventually before, you know, we're bored and then we die and in between we live. So what are some things that you want to go experience and live out? Gosh, these are hard questions for me, Tony. I'm very much like always working on being like happy in the moment. I hear. I, I'm present, you know right? I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and a lot of the presentness that I've built has like had me leave a lot of those things actually behind. Like I have, I feel like very unattached to like things I have to do. All right, cool. So I'm going to flip the fulfillment round okay. for just a moment. All right, black okay. or white? White. Cool. If you had to have one fruit for the rest of your life, what would be that one fruit you would enjoy that you would not want to ever give up? Raspberries. Raspberries. What are the things that you like about eating raspberries? Um, they're beautiful. <laughs> cool. I love it. All right. If you had to watch a movie tonight with your husband and you're like, it's Friday night, we're not going out. We're just going to chill on the couch, like <laughs> Netflix and chill. Romantic comedy or sci-fi? Action. <laughs> I love it. See, I said there's no right or wrong. Cool. Favorite action movie you've seen in the last couple of years? Uh, we rewatch True Lies a lot. <laughs> I like it. Favorite type of music? What helps you when, like, when you're working, when you're locked in, when you're like, you're totally in the zone? What kind of music are you listening to? Oh, I don't listen to music when I'm. <gasps> wow. No, no, I don't. But what kind of music gets me pumped? Salsa music. Are you a salsa dancer? I am. Very cool. Where did you meet your husband? In a bar in the West Village. Were you bartending? No, it was a Sunday. We were both a little tipsy. <laughs> Are you guys into sports since you live in Brooklyn? Do you like sports? He likes sports. I don't like sports at all. So what, what's his go-to sport that he likes to watch? Oh, he goes to Barclays a lot to see the Nets. Very cool. All right, that's it. I mean, I'm not here to make this fulfillment round anything, anything more than just to get to know you at just a little more okay. of a deeper level. The last question that I'll ask you, You'll love this. I think I already kind of know your answer. So I'm going to ask you to future pace just a little bit. Hollywood's calling. They said, Pia, we want to make a movie about you. 
We already know the perfect Steve. Okay. But we can't get your schedule unlocked. I know you're so busy. You're so dedicated to helping all of your customers badass their brands. So we know we can't take you away. Who would play you in your autobiography? Gosh. Um, Well, even though she doesn't look like me, Carrie Washington. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know who you remind me of? I'll give you my two cents in this. Okay. You remind me of in the movie Only You. Okay. With, um, oh gosh, Iron Man. What's his name? Come on. The name will come to me in a second. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm. And Marissa Tomei. Oh. Just a fun ball of energy and exciting person who literally was able to come on today's show and just give. So I want to say thank you. As we wrap up, I love to invite guests to get connected with you at a different level. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, blah, 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 blah. But I want people to get to know you at a personal level. And I think I want to invite you right now to share whatever it is that people can do that. So they can get to know you because part of brands is getting to feel a brand, to understand a brand. You have to go deeper than what's on the surface. So how do people get connected with you? Yeah, no, I'd love to share some more with the audience. So I have two things for you guys. One is the first chapter of my book. That'll tell you a lot more about how we, this kind of tragic moment we had in the middle of our business where we were in debt and I just felt like an utter failure and how and why we were able to pivot. And then the second thing is I'd love to share my brand shrink interview. This is a very detailed questionnaire that I give all of my clients to figure out what is so badass about their brand. I've had people tell me just answering the questions has completely changed their entire business strategy and structure. So I'd love to share both of those. And I put them up on badassyourbrand.com backslash be fulfilled. So go there. You're awesome. Check it out. Thank you for that. And, and audience, eat this stuff up. But here's something else that I want you to do. If you read her book, which I encourage you to actually not just get the first chapter, go get the whole book at Amazon. And the other invitation is so many people do the buy. They buy the book. They want to look good. They put the book on the shelf. They may look at a couple pages in the book. But see, the gift today I'm receiving is the connection piece, the piece that don't buy the book just to buy the book. Buy the book because you need it. And then the third, leave the author a review, like the impact that they had. That's the thank you. That's the gift of the book. When you receive something, you give them thank you. I want to say thank you today for giving me the gift of having the opportunity to interview you, to spend some time with you, to really, I think simplicity is what I'm walking away with. Not just freedom, but simplicity. Hmm. Simplicity to live the way that you want to live. You're living out your dreams, not somebody else's. You're living in such a way that inspires you and others to find what inspires them deeper inside and to go do that, to help people to find simplicity so that they can focus on what they're really good at to get away from the stuff that they suck at or maybe are not built to do. We call it drainers and drivers in our office. There's things that drive you and there's things that drain you. You're teaching people to go find the stuff that drives them. And if I do that, then I'm giving you my stuff that drains me, but actually it lights you up. It's exciting to you, which is branding. And I'm not a great person at branding. If you see me right now, uh, I normally have a hat on and my shirt and tells me my company. That's about as simple as I could get. I look like Steve Jobs most of the time. <laughs> but there's something that I just want to say from the acidity of my gut, like the, the stuff that's down below, which is thank you. Not from my head, which is the quick knee-jerk response. Just tell her thanks. It was great to have you on as a guest. It's the stuff that's hard to say, you know what, I suck at that and I need help. And being vulnerable enough to say, 
I'm asking for help today. I'm saying, hey, can you help me? Can you look at my brand? Can you help me take my message to the next level? That's what I was able to receive from you today is that, that care. Not only is it your job, I think it's that passion that's inside of you is to want to help people who have to line up though with you and want to make their brand badass. You're not just looking for the next person. You're looking for the right person. And so I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show today and being just an amazing guest. Well, that's so beautiful, Tony. Thank you so much. This was a true honor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, remember to make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at trainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever.